0: Okay, we're in the book of Colossians now, and uh, <clears throat> just wanted to dive into this book, and uh, it's a great book, uh, it has a lot to say to us as Christians, uh, it has a lot to say to the church, it's a great book, so I want to I dive right in. Uh, we, we're going to do a little introduction to Colossians, and the way I want to do this is I want to do what uh, I guess you could call a, like a devotional commentary. Um, I want to dig into the truth of Colossians, but I want to look at it in a in a brief form. And so, uh, every uh, every recording will be uh, like a short devotion, five or six minutes, seven minutes, something like that. And so that's how we plan to do that. So I want to dig right into this. Uh, Devotion and uh, look today at the introduction of Col- the Colossians, and then we'll begin to look at the, the text of Colossians as we move along. I want to welcome you to end the word, and we're going to dig right into the introduction to Colossians. Colossians was written to teach, encourage, and strengthen churches in Colossae and in La- Laodicea, and also to refute false teaching. They were experiencing many of the same things the church experiences today. So it is a very relevant book, as is all the other New Testament letters, but this is a great book. The main problem they were having, and Paul was dealing with, is a false teaching and a misunderstanding of who Jesus Christ is. Does that sound familiar? Because of biblical illiteracy, The church struggles with that today, drifting toward false teaching and an ignorance of who Jesus really is. These two go hand in hand because the more we understand about who Jesus is and believe in him, the less likely we are to be deceived by false teaching. The false teaching Paul was addressing in Colossians is what's called the Colossian heresy by Bible scholars. Like many heresies, it was a mixture of many different beliefs. The Colossian heresy had, number one, a Jewish component to it, in that Paul talks about food, drink, festivals, new moons, and Sabbaths, and uh, mainly in chapter 2, verse 16. There was also a spiritual elitism in which the proponents looked down on the believers and attempted to take them captive through their philosophical and prideful arguments which were very persuasive. There was a false humility, an asceticism, self-denial, the worship of angels, and visions of things they supposedly had seen. The asceticism is displayed in 2.21, uh, chapter 2, verse 21. Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, and these things really have no value as far as overcoming our sinful desires. <clears throat> there was an unnecessary focus on angels, and you see a lot of that today as well. The visions they supposedly had was another way of, to be puffed up and look down on the believers. Uh, the false teachers were in effect saying, we got it. We moved into a deeper spirituality. Come with us and we'll show you the way into something far better than what you have as if Christ was not enough. Paul also talked about the elemental principles of this world. Elemental principles would be basic principles. uh, Greek, stachia, like the basic principles of mathematics or the basic principles like fire, water, earth, air. In the ancient world, however, the term stachia was widely used for spirits in Persian religious texts, magical papyri, astrological documents, and in some Jewish texts. Paul is likely using it here to refer to demonic spirits. It was it was equivalent to rulers and authorities in chapter 2 verses 10 and 15. Paul also said it was according to human tradition in verse 8 of chapter 2. So this Colossian heresy was nothing but pagan tradition, mysticism, worldliness, and demonic influence. The major thing Paul does in Colossians is clear the air as to who Christ is. In juxtaposition to the false teaching, Paul points out the supremacy and preeminence. Of Christ. Once we fully understand who Christ is and believe, the deceptions of false teaching crumbles. Many places in scripture declare Christ humanity. Colossians declares his deity. For instance, Christ is exalted as the preeminent one in the universe, on earth, and in the church in chapter 1 verses 15 through 20. As opposed to the mysticism of the false teachers, Christ is portrayed as God's mystery in whom all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are found. What a statement. That's in chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. Also in chapter 2, Paul writes, For in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form, and in him you have been brought to fullness, or completeness, or to maturity. Chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. It sounds like God to me. This is who Jesus is. This is an encouraging and inspiring book that will help us know Christ fully and help us live for him. I look forward to digging into the text and looking at the specific things throughout the book of Colossians. We've got sort of an understanding here in the introduction of Colossians, what it's all about. And so I look forward to digging into the text and uh, looking at things. And again, this will be in a devotional style, uh, short devotions, five, six, seven minutes. And uh, we'll be able to look at the different texts as we move along. God bless you and uh, come back to end the Word.